Right on. Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Hanging out with you guys from the East Valley of the Institute of Technologies. Every single week, we are honored to hang with you mechanical maniacs right here from really one of the premier, premier, and I say that with heart of gold for you guys, especially my parents, the East Valley Institute of Technology. But right now, Bree, we're going to let the trumpets roll. Oh, yeah, taking you guys on a mechanical vibe tribe. Our show, if you're new to us, is really taking you guys on an automotive journey. Yes, indeedy, we will give you a few car care tips, but really, we want to tantalize. We want to give you guys uh, sort of the behind the scenes and promote the industry good works. Uh, Susie Sockets helps me on the journey. Good afternoon, Susie. I am always here for you, Frank. Always. Well, a lot of times, I'll be honest with you guys, I fired my therapist because I got Susie Sockets. <laughs> <laughs> and I just got to tell you, people, before we get into the bones of what we're talking about, we are honored to have some special guests in studio. You guys know how we do on Ranch Nation. Uh, open door for some great folks in the industry, and we're honored to have Dr. Laura and Jerry Kazaya. Jerry, get on the mic, Mr. Woo! Jerry. Hey, brother. I, I, I am so happy to be here with Laura. We are just loving the energy, the vibe. You guys are amazing. Well, Can no. I come back? I want to come let, back. Let me, we're I, just getting started. I want to be back. Yeah, listen, uh, we we got to fill you guys in. Uh, first off, uh, uh, Dr. Laura. Laura, Dr. Laura, get on the mic. Say hi to the peoples. Well, hello, hello. Yeah, so Dr. Laura. Uh, I'm not too sure about the doctor pass, but on this show, she's a doctor of all things That's automotive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, Jerry, tell us real quick before we introduce show topic and our special guest. You were over at the former Bondurant Racing, now Stratford. What were you doing out there? Uh, well, you know, I was uh, sunshining my. Uh... <laughs> no, I was running. I was running a Hellcat. 717 horsepower, as fast as that son of a gun will let me go. Uh, you know, they say all growth happens outside of your comfort zone. There is nothing like scaring the hell out of yourself on a racetrack in a car that has more power than it should have. Yeah. And when you're going, when you take this car and you're going around a corner and you end up sideways and you don't want to be sideways, there's a certain pucker factor that everybody can appreciate in the car business, okay? <laughs> well, I got to tell you something. I, I think, and, and big shout out to, uh, of course, you guys listening, uh, especially my weekend warriors on Saturday radio, and Buku grateful all you podcast uh, players on Sunday. Look, Bondurant Racing, many of you know that legendary family, Pat and Bob Bondurant. That school still thrives. Now, they've changed the name. And, Jerry, I think you can be a testament to that. you got some action going on out there oh, at that man, school. Oh, brother, I'm telling you. The, uh, so I'm in the uh, uh, the Grand Prix four-day Hellcat experience. And this is, they take you from uh, assuming that you know how to drive a car. They, they walk you through accident avoidance. They take you in what I think is perhaps the greatest automotive training tool for drivers. It's called the skid car. And the skid car, will you can simulate understeer or oversteer. And if you don't know what that is, we'll give you diagrams right later on. But it, it has that. And then, of course, you have the performance. They show you heel and toe shifting. They take you out. And then you just run the pants off of this car, these, these cars. Uh, they had to replace the tires on my car the second day. Uh, last time I was here. And I think they replaced the brakes on the third day for me today. So this is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens. You get people from Texas. They come out here to Arizona and they blow stuff up. But that's okay. Uh, Dr. Laura, real so quick. So wait a minute. Is the energy coming from us, Frank, or is it coming from the adrenaline? Well, we got to tell, we, we, we tell the people. I'm, I'm vibrating, okay? He is, <laughs> but listen, he's not glowing. only he's glowing, but I don't blame him. He came in the studio. He ran up the stairs. Yeah. Uh, this guy's robust. He was he was like, we gave him a hike up to the studio coming out of a 700 horsepower <laughs> Hellcat. Robust? Hell, I'm full grown. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Dr. Laura, before we uh, talk about our special guest, we've got Autumn. Automotive journalist Jim Resnick hanging in the wings. We're going to uh, talk to you more about how we're setting that up. Dr. Lore, where, uh, did you, is there any sp uh, specific medicine that you had to give uh, Jerry Kazai over there? <laughs> specific medicine, yeah. No, I just wind him up in the morning and watch him go. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, Susie Sockets, welcome back, girl. Uh, we, we've had sort of the shop's been busy. Wasn't I here last week? Uh, you were. We had I fun. I thought so. 
Um, and and I, I just want to thank you because I know yeah, the shop can welcome, get busy. Uh, let's get into it. Guys, I want to tell you, you know, we do take you guys on a journey. We're honored to highlight some great folks on the uh, in the industry, uh, whether it's in the classic car restoration, uh, whether it was like Tony Dow, Leave it to Beaver, his 50-year reunion. Uh, but we're also talking about, well, covering the journalism side of all things automotive, like the new Lamborghini or the Mach-E Mustang. And sometimes we take for granted what we're reading or what we're watching, but it's a lot of work to cover these events and cover these stories. And we're honored to have a good friend, Jim Resnick. Uh, he's an automotive journalist with uh, years of frontline experiencing experience, I should say, critiquing new cars, engineering, underhood, technology, and all of the influence of what we like, car culture, Susie. I love car culture. Now, some would say that electric vehicle and that autonomous and that ADAS <laughs> has got us nervous. Where will car culture be? Jerry, do you often get people saying, Jerry, you're in the automotive industry. Why should you be? It's going away, isn't it? Is the mechanic going away like the elevator man? Well, I can tell you, not in my lifetime. It doesn't mean that I'm old. I just think it's going to be here for a while. Okay. Although I am old. <laughs> yeah. No, but The truth of it is, no matter what happens to cars, they still are going to need someone to service them. Yeah. Whether, whether they're autonomous cars, whether it's eight, I don't care what it is, someone still has to work on it. And I've had people come in and go, oh, but the robots are coming. The robot. You know, I remember the sun guy coming in. Sun machines. I remember right? those. You remember this thing bigger than yeah. the wall, right? And it had big. It had like that London watchtower, big clock measuring carbon monoxide. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And the salesman would come in trying to sell me this hundred thousand dollar machine and told me, you know, Jerry, you don't even need any more mechanics. You could train a monkey to tell you what's wrong with the car anymore. You know what? That was in the sixties and the seventies, and I still haven't found. The monkey that's trainable. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. We're going to uh, dive into more of Dr. Laura and Jerry Kazire. We're going to talk about their operation as we go throughout the show. I do want to bring up a lot of you Uber and Lyft drivers. One thing that you have in common, besides maybe a, a rogue passenger, someone in your back that back seat that you say, wait a minute, how did I get this ride? <laughs> Uber is dangling, Susie. Higher pay. Because guess what? They have a shortage. Of drivers? Yeah, really? U.S. drivers. And and look, um, will you guys agree? I know a lot of you Uber and Lyft drivers uh, are, hey, we can always complain about not enough money. But some of you really got it dialed in are doing pretty good. You're full-time. You could write a book on Uber and Lyft, how to make money. But Uber says it will be investing an additional quarter of a billion Wow, one billion, yeah. To boost driver earnings. Susie, oh. do you think they're late? you think that they should have started that right out of the gate? No, I think they're evolving with, with what's happening. I don't think they're late. Do you? Well, I think there's competition. I think many industries right now, I, look, in the automotive industry, we complain about shortage. But we're not alone. Yeah, that's true. I think there are many industries that are uh, going for the attraction factor. What I'd like to know, and you guys can get on to WrenchNation.tv, or our Facebook, Instagram, Ranch Nation, is money alone enough to draw you in? I want to hear from my Uber and Lyft drivers. Or do you want a company that backs you up by culture? For example, I throw up in your vehicle. I know a lot of you Lyft and Uber drivers. There's a policy, Susie. There is. And sometimes I, the drunken passenger, may decide, well, I'm calling corporate I'm not paying that two hundred and fifty dollar Susie. You cleanup fee. You drove for Lyft. I no, Mark did. My Mark husband did. did. Yeah. Did he experience some of that? He never had anybody vomit in there, but that's that's bodily fluid, and that's like a biohazard. Especially now, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You better be careful. <laughs> that's COVID no sensitive. Bueno. But Uber Technology said U.S. drivers uh, on their ride hail platform should take advantage of pay hikes, as trip demand temporarily outstrips driver supply. Oh, supply and demand. Jerry, you know a little bit something about supply and demand. <laughs> when there is a demand, then the price goes up. Exactly. Because the supply is low. Happens all the time in everything. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of a, I should have been a union boss. I want to take care of everybody. You guys pay those people. <laughs> pay those people. Susie, what's happening in the weird section? Who was section? the union boss? Was that Gotti? Uh, no. Well, no. Who was it? Oh, Gotti. Wasn't don't mention he, Gotti. Wasn't he a union boss? By the way, I got to bring this up. I know it's not automotive related, but uh, there's a lot of like mafia documentaries on YouTube. You guys notice that? Yes. Uh, Gotti stuff. Yes. Sammy the Bull stuff. Yes. 
Yeah, I don't know how we got sidetracked. I don't know. I just from Uber up. to Underhood to Gotti, and but no, the union boss was uh, Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa. In fact, we had Vaughn Hot Rod, world-renowned pinstriper, and he does this like pinstriping circus to raise money mm-hmm. at SEMA, at many of the big conventions out there, and so I called him. Von Hoffa, because <laughs> what he what he did, he gathered a bunch of pinstripers like synchronized swimmers and made it happen. Could you imagine? Susie, what's happening in the weird section oh, of automotive? Oh my news? goodness, Frank! So you, I think we've all driven cars with cruise control, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, and have you driven a car with autopilot yet? Autopilot. Okay, what is autopilot, Frank? Well, you better, you, be, you better be careful. Autopilot will get you in trouble. I'm not flying a Cessna or something like that. Right, right. But you, how many cars actually have this feature now? Well, you do have uh, cruise control on steroids, which is uh, more of uh, incorporation of brake pedal, adaptive cruise control. But is what's what the you? one vehicle that you think of when it talks about um, autopilot? Autopilot. Well, Tesla. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Tesla. Elon Musk, if you're listening, we've been after you. Come on our show. (laughs) You guessed it. Well, this Tesla actually was pulled over for driving on the wrong side of the road. Well, that happens. You people. It does. Come on now. Um, So when the police actually pulled these passengers over, they found the driver in the rear seat. And they found the other in the front passenger seat. Now, you guys think Pretty you're simple. sipping Mai Tais down in Tahiti driving. You still got to pay attention, Susie. <laughs> Pretty simple, <laughs> right? All right. Well, here's the thing. As it turns out, this was a 14- and a 15-year-old girl. Oh, okay. They literally drove a Model Y some 300 miles from, like, Charleston, South Carolina to Florida. And they told the police they weren't driving the car. Oh. It was driving itself. Oh, gosh. Would you guys do that? Would you be comfortable? I wouldn't. I, I'm not doing it. Elon, stop telling people we're autonomous. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And you know where their grandmother thought they were? Or, no, the mother actually thought the girls were at their grandmother's house. I see. But they were busy uh, they chilling were busy, out. They were busy driving 300 when miles. When does the back seat become like a lazy boy? I don't think this is good. Isn't that crazy? I think what it's crazy. What are we doing? I don't know. But what I'm saying is, Mr. Elon Musk, with all due respect, we are not ready for like level five, level six autonomy. <laughs> No, because this is what happens. We then start promoting teenagers driving from the back seat. That's right. I don't know. I'm not for it. You guys want to stay tuned? That was an interesting story. Isn't that interesting? I, I, but I'm worried about that. Me too. I don't want people doing that. No. You guys stop showing off with your stuff. Just go to good. grandmother's house. No. Don't get in the Tesla. Just go to granny's house. All right. Jim Resnick is going to join us. He started his career in the automotive industry as a talented writer reporter and photographer for a multiple multitude of magazines out there guys new york times wired new york daily news he is a talent behind that pen and paper and also he's a musician and a photographer stay tuned ranch nation now i'm the king of the swingers oh the jungle vip i've reached the top and had to stop and that's what's bothering me Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time, the quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me, my clients, and they're likely not to come back? Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com. I want my mileage back. Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost three to one over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG. Bolt-on Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-on Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Funding for Wrench Nation Car Talk brought to you by Vision Collision, a full-service auto body repair, collision repair, and automotive paint facility in Tempe, Arizona, serving all of Greater Phoenix. Free towing, free estimates, Vision Collision. Family owned and operated, 480-248-9049. Vision Collision.
Oh, welcome back. Get on to wrenchnation.tv. You guys can hang out there. Please, I know you dip in and out of the show. Catch the podcast uh, and, of course, uh, replay Saturday uh, throughout Phoenix radio stations. An automotive journalist with years of frontline experience covering and critiquing new cars, engineering, and the rapid, we talk about technology all the time on the show, the rapid convergence of this technology within cars and the automobile's influence on culture. Jim Resnick is Frontlines. You've read a lot of his articles. Jim, welcome to the show. Thanks, Frank. Thanks very much. Thanks for hanging in the wings. Uh, we've done some work sure. in the past. Um, sorry about that. Mike just cut off. We've done some work in the past. And, man, when you say front lines, you are on the front lines um, of covering some pretty cool uh, test drives of vehicles. But before we get into perhaps the Mach-E Mustang or some of the new product Lamborghini, what was your buzz? I mean, you came from a music background. How did you get started? We have a lot of youngsters that are up and coming in their career. How did you get started as a a journalist? Well, I I had two... I joke about it, but it's actually kind of true. I, I have two diseases, and I still have two diseases, the car disease and the jazz disease. <laughs> um, so I, I did, uh, I, I've done both over the years. Um, when I was in college, I was, a, I was a jazz performance major, but my alternative path was journalism, automotive journalism. I loved reading uh, the car magazines. I read all the car magazines I could get my hands on. And uh, at the same time, when I was in college, I saw all the, the uh, music professors in the in the music school that I went to barely making a, mu- a living, um, and they were monster musicians. So I knew that I I didn't want to go into a life of poverty. So um, I still played music today. Still played music, um, but I, I took another path, which <laughs> really wasn't wasn't the path to uh, riches and fortune and you know uh, the the Robin Leach lifestyle but journalism so it was uh, it was a little bit more conventional and a little bit more lucrative probably than music would have been and uh, did PR for about 12 or 13 years and came back to journalism um, in 2014 or 2015 yeah but you um, still you still play a mean guitar I know you do thanks. <laughs> Actually, we, I mean, yeah, look, let's, you said. Let's go, back, let's go back just for a second because you guys were talking about autopilot and, and Tesla. Yeah, please do. Um, a couple of years ago, well, more than a couple of years ago, and I think it was 2016, I wrote an, an opinion piece uh, for the New York Daily News about naming conventions uh, and what we call the new technologies that are um, debuting in cars as the years roll by stuff that wasn't available before, stuff that wasn't even conceived. Uh, before and uh, how autopilot is kind of a dangerous name because it gives the impression to people that the car can drive itself. Well, the, the car can't drive itself. You always have to be behind the wheel. You always have to be alert and attentive, and you can never abdicate anything to a machine or a computer. Uh, and this is, these are the situations that we see in the news, like the one you guys cited or the one several years ago where um, a, a young man in Florida was driving a Tesla, and he was watching a video on his iPad while he was in the driver's seat, not watching anything on the road, and he, uh, he was killed. It was a horrible crash, and he was killed. Um, so people need to take responsibility no matter what features their cars have. Yeah, I mean, we live in a society where everything, I mean, look, like the air fryer. We don't even know how to fry our stuff in saturated <laughs> oil, and it does it five minutes. I've got fried chicken. Uh, Jerry Kazaya in studio from Plano, Texas, an awesome entrepreneur and automotive industry expert, has been a garage operator inside of 40 years with his industry. You mentioned uh, during break, uh, and I think uh, Jim can speak to this, uh, autopilot's out there, but Cadillac has got, you've got a Cadillac. What do they call their version uh, of autopilot? I have a, a Cadillac CT6, and Cadillac's version is called Super Cruise and Super Cruise right. is I think it's brilliant. I think it's the safest uh, system out there and it is not autopilot. It is a Super Cruise. You must you must 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 pay attention to what's going on. There are cameras that watch your eyes and they watch your face that's from the center stock of the steering wheel. If I put my hand in front of my mouth, 
for five seconds, the system will alert me that there's a problem, oh, wow. and it shuts off. Well, that's a liability. Jim Resnick, uh, you've seen many a car that you've uh, test-driven, reviewed, and reported for. Um, the, the manufacturers are aware of this engineering, and, and uh, they are taming it down by way of safety features. Would you agree? Uh, a lot, a lot of them have exactly what Jerry uh, described. Um, in, in fact, uh, Subaru has a system that monitors the driver, not necessarily connected to any semi-autonomous features or you know self-steering, self-throttle, self-braking, um, but just for attentiveness purposes. So, if if you're a drowsy driver, it will prompt if you show signs of this, like your head dipping down or or uh, you know a variety of things. Um, the car will then prompt you, uh, are you alert? Do you want to take a break? That sort of thing. And that's, that's not tethered to this, uh, any of the semi-autonomous features that, that, that even he's describing. Um, so, they're, yeah, they are aware of it. Um, it a lot of it might be, uh, you know, their own uh, self-protection and, and um, legal exposure, but at least it's a, it's a, it's a help to, uh, to people who might be, might find themselves in those situations. Let me ask you, uh, the United States, uh, you'd think, uh, although there are, what, 40,000-plus deaths on the road, do we lead the globe regarding uh, the safety standards as it relates to technology, or, or do you see other countries really, uh, you know, leading the way in that respect? Do you mean leading the way with the most um road fatalities per year not road fatalities but jim how they're treating uh the technology side of things it does the u.s lead by way of safety standards and these systems um the sort of keeping the driver from getting into their own trouble like you mentioned cruise this sort of uh, autopilot feature or other countries perhaps like germany or even china do they have the same mantra regarding safety in their vehicles as we do I think there's a wide disparity of, of levels of um, government or public attention on these um, on these parameters. Um, I don't think that I, I don't know what the research would would bear out. Um, we are a pretty safe uh, society as far as road road deaths um, per year. Uh, we're not. We're nowhere near the best. Yeah. Um, and as far as safety regulations, um, all of the safety regulations throughout the world are kind of harmonizing over a slow, a long, protracted period of time. Um, yeah. So it, it's it's very hard to it's very hard to say. And and but our government doesn't mandate any of these um, advanced safety systems. At least not yet. They do mandate. Um, Certain things like uh, rear uh, backup cameras, uh, anti-lock brakes, but that's been in place for a long, long time. So there are certain very basic elements of this suite of, of high-tech safety systems that are mandated now, but um, none of the really sophisticated stuff is, is mandated yet. But I'm still scratching my head. How did my autopilot car go down the wrong side of the road? Was that a human Manipulative, manip, like manipulated. Yeah, something behind yeah the driver. what happened? Yeah, you, you're talking well, about wrong way drivers. Yeah, yeah. yeah if, I mean, if I put my if I put my legal hat on, I would say yeah, it's the driver's fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I, yeah, I don't know how that car ended up on the wrong side of the road, but um, the car probably thought that it was on a on a two lane road that had no median in between on- oncoming traffic and itself. Um, so it just maintained whatever speed it had been set right? until it came upon an, an object directly in front of it, and then it would have slowed down if it was a Tesla with what they call autopilot. But, gosh, who knows? Right, right, right. Makes sense. I want you to stay tuned, Jim, and, and you guys hang tight. We're going to talk about, uh, well, let's dive into some of these cars, the 2021 Rolls-Royce Cullinan and the all the buzz on the 2021 Mach-E Mustang. You guys stay tuned. Jim Resnick, automotive rider photographer he's going to join us again next stay tuned 52 percent of the population family are women we love you ladies but less than three percent of you women are professional technicians our charity partner tech force foundation believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage we need to start talking at 52 percent of these ladies out in the population head on over if you feel like you can tinker with the best of them 
head on over to techforce.org. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. You ain't nothing but a hound Right on. Welcome back. Uh, invite you guys to get over to uh, RanchNation.tv. Uh, we're talking about covering some of the, uh, well, journalism, behind the scenes, how we cover it. We're going to bring Jim on in here in just a moment. Jerry, I want to let folks know, Dr. Laura, Jerry, uh, tell us where folks can find some some automotive service in Texas. That's where you guys are from. Come on. Yeah, our company is called The Auto Shop. We are in Plano, Texas at... Uh, which Jupiter and Plano north, Parkway. Just north of Dallas. Just north of Dallas. It's a great facility. We have, uh, I started the company 40 years ago. Wow, oh, baby. Congrats. 40 years. Wow. January 15, we celebrated 40 years. I got 28 years in the same building. Uh, we just, we've got some great techs. We've got uh, our whole staff. All right, whole wonderful. staff. They may be listening. The Give them a shout out right now before we. Oh, man, I love those guys. Uh, the du- best team. The best team. Dustin, John, uh, Mike. Uh, Tim. Say you got nervous. I do that too. I'm I like, know, huh? Susie, who do we have again? What's his right. name? But it sounds like that AT&T commercial. No, we've got the best team. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. We, we really, we do. We love our guys. We'll Mike. make sure to uh, have the uh, website link for you guys, uh, some uh, uh, automotive service uh, you know, champions uh, out in uh, Plano, Texas. Jim Resnick is with us, automotive journalist. Jim, welcome back. Thank you. Uh, we were talking about, uh, well, Jerry's experience. He came in the studio all sweaty from the <laughs> Hellcats, but uh, you've got a connection not only to uh, what was uh, the Bondurant School and now uh, Radford, but yeah. you've been uh, you've been behind a couple of them Hellcat motors. Tell us about that. Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> well, it, actually, I, I know uh, the chief instructor at Bondurant, well, now Radford, uh, quite well, Mike McGovern. He's yeah. a, a friend of mine. Um, and uh, Jerry mentioned that uh, he was out flogging uh, Hellcats for a while. The, the, the vehicle that I have uh, on test right now is a Ram 1500 TRX, short for a T-Rex, because apparently T-Rexes eat raptors. Meaning right. Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got to give kudos to the marketing and yeah, all those I Madison Avenue types that come up with us. Tell, about this, uh, tell oh, us yeah. about that beefy Dodge. <laughs> well, it's got the Hellcat. It's got a Hellcat motor, essentially. It's, yeah. Uh, it's rated. I think it's rated at 702. But you know, the difference between 702 and 707 and 717 is, you know, nobody's butt dyno is going to be able to tell the difference between any of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's it's an off the chain truck. It's ridiculous fast. Uh, it's it's got a, a really fortified suspension. It's as close to a trophy truck as you can buy. For the street, it's 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 very uh, it's quite crazy, loud and uh, not subtle in any way. Yeah, six hundred fifty foot pound of torque, you can feel that. Do you think uh, I've got to ask this because uh, you know obviously we're as a marketplace is uh, really uh, switching uh, transitioning to EV platforms. Now we've got the mm-hmm. EV announced uh, Ford Bronco. Help me out, Jim. Is the Ford Bronco the one with the EV uh, platform truck wise? Uh, no, actually, I just had the Ford Bronco. Okay. Um, uh, but no, the, uh, the the Ford you're thinking about is the is the Mach E, the Mustang Mach E. We're going to talk about the Mach E, but there was another the Jeep truck. is going EV too. Well, they're all. I mean, Jim, they yeah. they all have something. Yeah, yeah. The, G, the GM Hummer. The Hummer. Oh, the, oh, Hummer. Yeah, the Hummer. That was yeah, it. Yeah, the, yes, yeah. yes, sir. The, yeah. the new Hummer. Well, it's not on the market yet, but uh, soon to be. Yeah. Um, the industry is embracing it uh, because. The technology has caught up to the aspiration or the the concept. Um, but is the, the infrastructure, the big... Jim? I've got to ask you this because in in small circles, uh, we're exactly. lame for in- infrastructure. I mean, why don't we hear more about the news about uh, a company adding a hundred more stations, recharge stations, and so on? I mean, the consumer has got that range anxiety. What's your say yeah. on that? Well. Um, I don't think that will happen 
rapidly, and I don't think that the traditional energy companies, which used to be called oil companies, um, <laughs> welcome that because they, I think they still perceive it as a threat to their basic business model, which is oil. And um, that, that's going to take a long time to change. Uh, some companies are building uh, a lot of recharging stations, but if you think about it, the oil industry, uh, the conventional and energy industry has had a, what, 90-year jump start on on the whole uh, infrastructure. So um, it'll take some time. But also, that big a drain on the electrical grid will be a big thing. Um, if, if there was a switch that we could flip yeah. where 80% of all the privately owned passenger cars in the U.S. became electric vehicles, we'd probably strain the system uh, to to some sort of a breaking point. Yeah, I gotta ask. Uh, I gotta ask Jerry to compliment what you're saying. Jerry, you're from Big Oil, Texas. Yeah. What's the What's the perception for folks on the ground and as well as corporate America in Texas regarding EVs? What's the take there? So I'm just gonna tell you straight out: the grid can't handle it. We don't have enough electricity. We haven't built a new electric power plant in decades. We do not, ha- as a nation, we could not handle the uh, uh, a complete switch of electric vehicles it, it would just wipe out all of the electricity that we have all right it's, i got a ton elon, of mechanics elon musk, elon musk says the same thing toyota says the same thing it it's 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 statistics right. you just gave a ton of mechanics that are listening right now a little peace of mind that there is some job security <laughs> i gotta say jim the uh, the mechanic ain't going the way of the uh, elevator man uh we we gotta we gotta focus and it is a transition i know that uh, on the sort of uh, automotive industry side, where we come from as sort of installers, if you will, we hate that word, but as folks working on vehicles, we're not quite nervous, but we hear GM's coming out with 12.8 new electric, you know, we get a little nervous. We have some time right. yet, though, Jim, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, 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 GM, the GM announcement about going all electric is, is not going to come for a long a long time yet. Uh, and that's that's also, that's that's a... That's an estimate. That's that's uh, that's not a you know an ironclad legal document that states that they will be all electric by a certain year. It's, it's their intention. However, I'll also say that, as you well know, uh, the engine and the transmission is not the only thing in a vehicle that needs service: the suspension, the brakes, tires, sensors, 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 sensors. I mean. How yeah. many sensors are in cars these days? Hey, just so you know, we're all sensor wacky. Input, <laughs> output. Dr. Laura with the Auto Shop, tell us she has something to say. Yeah, so, but the uh, salespeople for those vehicles, they don't mention that the vehicle still has to be taken in for those kinds of repairs, for brakes, for windshield wipers, for the well, motor, they, motors on the They want to lead you to they, believe that yeah. the, the hood is Effortless. welded yeah, shut. I mean, we've, free. Jim, we've had cars in 80, 90,000 miles, and, and, and we're lucky to hear folks that have, well, listen, Back off, Mr. Mechanic. I've had all changes done on my car. Okay, that's it. <laughs> but isn't that the perception where I'm not knocking sales folks out there. Some do good, some don't, just like mechanics. Some do, some don't. But can we give a better message about the fact that we still have to maintain these things? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it's like any other sophisticated system. Uh, actually, the, 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 the car, the automobile, is probably the most sophisticated sophisticated piece of kit that any any family any individual will operate in their lifetime a home is uh relatively simple compared to a car you know the most complex thing in a in a home is your hvac system is your 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 ventilation system well okay a car has that but it also has an engine or a motor it's electric and brakes and shocks and wheels and bearings and differentials and and all all sorts of stuff so um yeah, the car is a, is a massively complex piece of machinery. Yeah, no doubt. Listen, uh, there was uh, some dabble in blasphemy, as some would say, with the, well, what was a nice, peaceful generation and generation of the Mustang. Ford made the announcement, mm-hmm. the Mach-E yeah. Mustang. You've been behind the wheel of that Mach-E yeah. uh, Ford yeah. Well, let me ask you: Did are do people the old traditionalists feel violated? What'd you do with my Mustang? I don't so, like it. You don't like it, no. But, but from a technical point of view, from an efficiency point of view, from an accoutrement standpoint in the cab, 
Let's get away from Mustang. Talk to us about that EV platform. What's your take on that, Jim, when you when you reviewed it? I was uh, very pleased with it. Um, put aside the aesthetics. Put aside the Mustang name because it's it's. Let's be honest. It's not a Mustang. It's not a sports car. It's not a muscle car. It's not a pony car. Um, really, what it is is a crossover SUV that's electric. Um, and if you judge it as such, it's very very good. The the thing that actually blew me away about it was, um, as I'm sure you you guys know, but maybe the whole audience doesn't know, to recharge a an electric vehicle quickly and fully requires a lot of juice, requires a, um, a machine or a, a setup in your garage that runs off high voltage, 220 volts usually. Um, and I don't have that yet. Uh, I put it on 110, on house current, overnight. And every overnight it was fully recharged, which is remarkable. It's it is remarkable when you think of the level of charging because some, uh, some, and, and, and I, of course I, don't know specifics. I can't say Tesla for sure, but that's a big uh, block, a mental block for folks. It's like, oh my God, I got to have a whole uh, electric station in my house. But the plug in factor, as you said, and it was overnight, mm-hmm. that's a convenience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So it, every morning it had a, a full, I forget exactly what the mileage uh, uh, was, how many miles it, it could go in that charge, uh, but roughly 200. And you know, I'm, unless I'm doing a really long road trip, I'm not going to do 200 miles on that on that one charge before I come back home. So EVs have a place, even in, even right now, today. Uh, most EVs don't have that that greater range, and some of the Teslas have the greatest range of 353 miles. But um, for everyday use, for going around town, uh, they're 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 wonderful for 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 what they are. Um, but on that Mustang Mach-E, it was very quick. It was very quiet. It handled well. It had plenty of room. Um, it didn't have as much room as some other crossover SUVs, if you, if you judge it by that yardstick, um, as far as cargo room and stuff. But it was it was it was very well done. I think Ford did a really good job on that vehicle. And no, it's not a Mustang. It's not a sports car. But is anyone in their right mind going to drive that thing like a Mustang? I don't think so. Yeah, no doubt. And, and, and we also can't forget, I mean, considering price point uh, of what you could potentially spend when you get into a Porsche arena or, mm-hmm. or some of the higher-end Tesla, I think Ford did a pretty decent oh, job yeah. regarding price points. Yeah. And I'd like to change yeah. my negative Nelly statement there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you well, sold me on it? Well, why don't you hey, – um, let me ask you this because we – Jim, real quick. Here's, here's, uh, the thing to, yeah. here's the thing to remember. The, the Mustang is still built. I mean, you could still buy a V8-powered Mustang with 562 horsepower if you but want. But you're right. I went with the aesthetic, the Mustang. It took you didn't away. care for the yeah. styling, but that's okay. Like, yeah. uh, who do you think yeah. the Ford was after? Was it directly after the, the sort of the SUV style for Tesla? Who were they after in the market? Place, if we can ask, as competition. I think, I, I think they they were and are after some contingency, uh, some contingents of, of um, Tesla owners, some Tesla owners. Yeah. Um, but but in general, just anyone who's who's who figures themselves a um, an early adopter. Yeah. Uh, to to that technology. Um, you know, there are plenty of other electric vehicles that are on the market as well. Just not many that have made such a big splash because of the name. Ford made it a bigger splash into the marketplace because they called it a Mustang. And, mm. um, you know, whether that's a, a good thing or a bad thing or whether that hacked off Mustang fans is something for for people to haggle over at, at bars for the next several years. But, um uh, they definitely made a bigger splash in the marketplace because yeah. they called it a Mustang. One of the most compa- uh, competent, actually, electric vehicles when you when you look at uh, not made by Tesla or Porsche. I think that's a, a great platform. Jim, we love you, man. But damn, this show we need we almost need a two hour <laughs> podcast. Jim, promise us you'll come back because you've driven the Lamborghini, you've driven the Rolls Royce, and we we haven't had a chance to talk about it. I'm sorry. I know we ran out of time. We ran out of time, I Jim. Have- uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, uh, I have plenty of stuff to talk about. Yeah, we're going to bring you back on. And you guys, make sure uh, if you see Mr. Jim Resnick's articles, uh, get him buzzing. Give him a comment. <laughs> Let him know uh, your ideas. Uh, and, Jim, if there's a place that we can send folks, where can folks find you real quick? 
Well, um, I've done a really poor job of promoting myself, but uh, Rich, I'm, I'm on French Nation has I'm got you. Twitter. Don't worry, we'll promote you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Twitter, though I don't use it very often. All right, uh, at Jim Resnick, at Jim Resnick one, um, and uh, you know where where better articles are written. You can find my stuff. Yeah, excellent. In fact, we'll we'll actually grab some of your articles and we'll put it on our website. Get folks out, Jim Resnick. An honor to have you Oops. on. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you, Frank. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. It's always good. You know, we almost, Susie, maybe chapter two, Wrench Nation part two. We, <laughs> we do a podcast. To. We do it in the garage over a couple of beers. We, yeah. Hey, listen, you guys know every fourth segment, we try to keep it community minded. We are honored to have uh, coming up after break, Randy Coffin, uh, current Diablo, Tempe Diablo, owner of Coffin and Trout Jewelry. He has an exciting announcement to make about the Tempe Diablos. Stay tuned, Wrench Nation. My girl don't lie to me Tell me where did you sleep last night Come on, tell me, baby Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk The smart choice for auto parts Pronto National Association Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket And demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. Frank here with Wrench Nation. We appreciate you guys tuning in every week to the Wrench Nation Car Talk Show. But did you guys know I'm not basket weaving? I don't do roofing. I actually own Desert Car Care of Chandler. Boy, and I've got a great team down there. If you've got car repair or maintenance needs, I invite you to stop by my garage over a cup of coffee. Maybe you've got that large estimate and you're not sure where to go. Give me a call, 480-726-6400, Desert Car Care of Chandler. Hey, Gilbert friends, when we talk about car repair, car care, getting all of your stuff done on your car, Excellence, integrity, workmanship, those are large words. Well, I got to tell you, a little place on Cooper and Warner in Gilbert, the car shop, you've got to meet Chris Baldrin, the car shop. He is absolutely on top of his game. He's a certified technician, has a certified set of mechanics working for you day in and day out there at the car shop. So if you're out in Gilbert, Warner and Cooper, you've got to visit Chris Baldrin at the car shop, friendly, knowledgeable, eager to take care of you with no funny business. So reach out to the car shop, 480-855-8000, 480-855-8000. The car shop, Warner off of Cooper. I want my mileage back. Of course you want your mileage back and all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost three to one over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG, BG. Summertime, and the living's easy. Rallies on the microphone with Ross MG. All the people in the dance will agree that we're well qualified to represent the LBC. Me, me and Louis, we're gonna run to the party and dance to the rhythm it gets. Right on, welcome back, Wrench Nation. Don't forget to get on to wrenchnation.tv, catch your favorite show. We've got, well, I don't know, how many shows, Susie? 230? Oh, 200. Something. Yeah, we're just getting started, family. Don't worry. And I want to make this quick announcement before we bring our next guest on. Uh, we are excited. We're expanding the Wrench Nation family. Let's. And we're coming to a city near you. Woo! By bus, go-kart, <laughs> hand-pedal cart, old school, maybe EV, but we actually do have the RV. We do have the RV. Wrench Nation RV. In fact, I invite you guys to get over to Wrench Nation YouTube, man. We, we've got some pretty cool. we got 51 Packard. Help us grow. Mm -hmm. We are asking you, por favore, please get on the Wrench Nation YouTube. <laughs> I know there's a lot of stuff on YouTube, but we appreciate it. And I think you guys will enjoy the content, man. We, we try to bring you some uh, unique and different vehicles, individuals. And Jay Leno knows. He's listening. Get on That's our show, right. man. Stop it, Jay. We know you ain't that busy. 
Ah. <laughs> All right, so listen, the Tempe Diablos, you guys have heard of them here locally, uh, desire to support and inspire the youth and families in crisis is legendary. We're honored to have Randy Coffin uh, of the Tempe Diablos on to talk about, well, the what's going on right now with uh, the Diablos. Uh, Randy, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Appreciate you for having us on. Uh, my pleasure and honor to have you on. And really, let's get right to it. You guys, uh, listen, uh, they, they, you're not out for popularity. You guys are behind the scenes burning midnight oil, uh, blood, sweat, and tears to help the community. Talk to us a little bit about the history of Champy Diablos. Absolutely. Not a problem. So we're a, a, an all-volunteer nonprofit organization that was formed back in 1968 by a break-off group from the Tempe uh, Chamber of Commerce, actually, that was organized to help bring spring chaining baseball to Tempe, which we accomplished, obviously. Well, for and, folks uh, that don't know, please declare, it, what stadium <laughs> is that? <laughs> uh, Tempe Diablo Stadium. Yeah, that baby. Yeah. That's yeah, a big deal for us here locally yeah. if you're catching the show from out of state. Um, and, and we're always grateful. Uh, that's a story that a lot of people don't know. Yeah. So we act as hosts and ticket takers and parking lot attendants and whatever we need to do to help, um, you know, host those events, those baseball events during spring training. And it obviously brings us uh, a good portion of the monies that we raise each year and, and give back. So yeah. uh, there's only been about 240 members uh, in our organization since 1968. And so it's a privilege to be a part of it. And just a bunch of guys that have a real heartfelt need to give back, you know, and uh, we do that in a big way in our community. We raise about a million dollars a year. Yeah. Wow, and, that's, uh, uh, that, Susie, that's sizable. That is sizable. Uh, I, yeah. I got to tell the folks because uh, Tempe, Diablos.org. Yeah. Uh, what do you, I mean, what's, you need help right now. Come on. And plus, we, I, I saw your website. You got a 71 Corvette Stingray. Tell us about that. We do. A pretty cool one, actually. It was uh, generously given by uh, somebody that's not a Diablo, but is familiar with a couple of Diablos, uh, LC Classics. Uh, we'll, we'll just call him Al. <laughs> Thank you, LC Classics. Uh, yeah. uh, you guys, of course, not while you're driving. Don't get on your phones, but get on a Tempe, Diablos.org. A gorgeous Stingray sitting right there. What are you doing with that Stingray, sir? Well, we're going to give it away. It's a 451 LS5, 365 horse, four-speed manual, uh, one of four, 1,455 that are equipped with factory alarm, uh, power string brakes, original AM, FM radio, and it's got the T-tops with original cover and a pop-out rear window, and it's a very clean car. Wow. And um, so we're going to we're, we're raffling it off at that same website you're talking about, and you can also go to Tempe. DiabloCharities.org too, um, and um, register for that uh, beautiful car at 100 bucks a ticket, and um, we'll be giving. Wait a minute, away. time out. Let's stop right there. You said 100 dollars a ticket. Yes, I could sir. be that lucky guy. I just, <laughs> I'm, right. I, it's been a rough month for me. I'm only yeah. spending 100 dollars, and I have a chance at a 71 Stingray. I'm exactly. entering to win right now. Look, you got Susie yeah, Sockets salivating. Randy, you, what are you doing to us here in studio? <laughs> that's a gorgeous car yeah it is a really great car and uh, one was just recently sold at auction for about 75 grand so all right so you just gave us value all right got, got some got some value to it so and uh yeah so what's going to happen though is it, it you know based on the way it was given to us um we have to sell about 400 tickets in order for the raffle for the car to be the uh the awarded to uh, be awarded to the winner and if that doesn't happen, then what happens is it'll convert into a 50-50 raffle with half of the gross proceeds from the sale. All right, listen, so we got 427.5 people I know for a fact that are listening right now. Yeah, but just buy one and we're in good shape. TempeDiablos.org, people. Uh, <laughs> get get on there and uh, give us a Facebook. A lot of folks are on Facebook and Instagram. Are you guys active there? Here we are. Yep. Okay. So Tempe Diablos, and on, you know, just go to Facebook, look up Tempe Diablos, and you'll find us. So Again, remind the people, what do they need to do? They need to get online at TempeDiablos.org or TempeDiablocharities.org, and it, the first thing that will pop up is an enter to win for that car. They'll see a great picture of it. You click on it. And just go through the process, and uh, you'll you'll be in, entered into to win that beautiful car. So uh, just just so you know, Randy, uh, I think Susie's entered in. How many I'm times? I'm, She's I'm like ten it. times. Tempe Diablos dot <laughs> org. That seventy. I'm Corvette. on the last part. Stingray, Susie, you got too many cars in your fleet. <laughs> well, one more won't hurt. You're going to need a good mechanic. 
sure. Randy Coffin, uh, of course, with uh, Coffin and Trout Jewelry. Uh, great, great volunteerism with uh, Tempe Diablos. Yeah. Uh, thank thank you. you so much uh, for no, joining no, us. Thanks for the opportunity. We really appreciate it. We're going to follow up with you, uh, Randy, and we, we want to see, because if that car didn't make it, uh, Susie and I, uh, well, we may have to up our game on that one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right on. Thank you so much. Randy well, thank you guys. Coffin, Tempe Diablos, a great cause. Remember to get on to TempeDiablos.org uh, for that raffle, 71 Corvette Stingray. Gorgeous car, about a $70,000, $75,000 value. Uh, Susie, we like the little uh, raffles, especially for the charitable side of things. I love it. Yeah. Yes. Now, listen, I tell you people all the time. Relax. That was a $100 deal. Remember, heart of gold, spirit on the journey. You can volunteer your beautiful time. Life is nothing if we can't offer someone else a hand, some of our time. Many of you basket weave for a living. We love you basket weavers. But remember, show somebody the love of your basket and share that time. Susie, great show. Absolutely great show. We had a lot of people. We had a lot of people. No, I love the people. But we got to give the last words before we wrap it up. Dr. Laura with the Auto Shop. Give us your last words out of Plano, Texas. www.theautoshop.com. Jerry, you're still sweating from them Hellcats. What do you got to say? <laughs> Man, I just love being here. I want to come back. Can I come back? <laughs> uh, you guys be, are awesome. It would be an honor. In fact, what we'd like to do is uh, get maybe we'll do a little industry show uh, sort of representing some of the challenges. We have a lot of consumers that listen, and we've heard from them. They like to know sort of what technicians are doing by way of training and, you know, what makes a technician's stomach, you know, growl behind a car? What's his challenges? And maybe we'll bring you guys on for that. Well, that'd be, that would be great. I'd love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right on. You guys get on to WrenchNation.tv. Thank you very much, my Saturday listeners. Susie, any last parting words? I'm entered. <laughs> you got too many cars girl but it's all good always an honor to hang with you guys every week remember check out our youtube channel our little baby youtube channel 57 chevy wicked customs is premiered the 51 packard patrician that's premiered we'd love your take subscribe check it out and as i tell you every week be safe hug each other and never forget to hug a mechanic Done.